0: Uh, 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 uh. get awake get awake awake. you make it happen here we go one two three out of a firing gun that makes no sense at all (laughs) (laughs) travel back in time to the 80s reliving the shenanigans it was the early 80s and sex was still a good way to meet new people The disappointment. That's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like
1: you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now,
0: but who knows what tomorrow will bring. hey welcome to stuck in the 80s it's your host steve spears and today a very rare but overdue edition of 80s news now if you're here i could deceive you with me as always because he has to be by contract brad in la sup dog sup dog
1: oh heh, funny the name of the
0: store. What's up is a lot of 80s news, so much so that we had to resurrect this tired, sad old profile of a show.
1: Well, you know, we I think that we did a good job of not relying on it too heavily last year, and I think it's its okay to, you know, it's like having frozen pizza. You don't want to have it all the time, but every now and then it's okay.
0: I sort of kind of want to have it frozen pizza all the time, though. Is that bad?
1: Um, well, I think it's okay to want it.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to say no to himself very, uh, very much. Uh,
1: okay. Well.
0: Anyway, anyway. It doesn't matter. I, what, the reason I say s- tired and sad is because I guess the last year that we did Stuck in the 80s back in uh, St. Pete, Sean and I, I think, relied on this format a little bit too many times where we just kind of felt like, you know what? We don't feel like doing any research today, but we kind of feel like uh, screwing it off on for an hour. Newspaper. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I don't feel like working either. So we, 80s news now time. But but we actually do have some some fun little tin bits today, and we have full seggies, full seggies. Right, the return of the full seggy load. So, it's been so long since we did them. You probably <laughs> forgot that you even entered them. So I don't even remember what the sound effects are like to get into those things. <laughs> I don't maybe. know. We're gonna find out here shortly though. Uh, let's start it off. On May 4th, 1984, our teen world changed forever because a little movie called 16 Candles, directed by some relative newcomer named John Hughes, hit movie theaters. It was the first of eight movies that Hughes would direct in his far too short career in Hollywood. By the way, uh, Brad, can you name the last movie John Hughes ever directed? Um, did he direct Drillbit Taylor or did he just write it? He wrote it. Okay. He wrote a lot of um, things in towards the end of his career.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the last thing he directed is then.
0: Uh, it's something,
1: I, I know he directed some stuff into the early 90s, but yeah, I don't really yeah. remember what they were.
0: Curly Sue, 1991. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would have been an old man before I came up with that
1: one. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I already am an old man. You're very <laughs> old. What was that, Did
0: I ever tell you this before? There's a... Um, where I work here in Winter Park, uh, which is just outside of Orlando. Um, it's like this little... Um, Retail business center called Winter Park Village. And right behind it, they built this gigantic, this beautiful new uh, apartment complex. And we've been watching it go up and going, and we're all sitting around going, Oh, I can't wait because I'm totally going to live there. Yeah. Um, they finally put up the sign for it the other day. Senior living. It's a mental institution. Oh, senior, senior living. living. Um, so, what you said, everyone's like, Oh, that sucks. I have to wait like And you're like,
1: Hey, only five more years and I can move in.
0: Nine years. <laughs> nine <laughs> years and I'm eligible to live there. Nine, nine years. Times. This podcast is nine years old. I don't remember him being absent nine times. <laughs> nine years I can live in senior living. It's, just, yeah, it's, just,
1: it's sobering, isn't it? It is it's sobering.
0: sobering. And, and, and on that same uh, note, what would Farmer Ted, uh, Jake, and Samantha be doing today, 30 years after their uh, big night
1: Let's see. I mean, it would it would fit the trope perfectly to say, "Oh, Farmer Ted is obviously a .dot com billionaire," but I don't think that's what happened. I think Farmer Ted um, went, uh, you know, put all his money on Olivetti personal computers instead of IBM, uh, and is managing his father's chain of tire stores. Huh. Uh, And playing a lot of Xbox.
0: I'm going to say that Farmer Ted is now an actor making uh, really bad TV shows on other basic cable TV stations, I would say Jake (laughs) probably
1: is is
0: making furniture. And I bet Samantha sort of uh, got into singing jazz.
1: Like an ingenue now doing Yeah, and now
0: she's doing like a tour. Uh, I think maybe Samantha
1: looked like she was the kind of person that would have twins too. No, I didn't expect to wake up transformed. I just thought that turning 16 would be so major that I'd wake up with an improved mental state that would show in my face.
0: We asked fans on Facebook page uh, uh, what in the plot of Sixteen Candles they would change if they had a chance. And most of them, you know, bless their hearts, said they wouldn't change a thing, that it's a perfect movie. Um, But a few had a a few good ideas. Um, Robert Jordan said, quote, I want to know why Samantha Jake? At least more time spent on his infatuation. Something like this was rare in my day. Uh, You know why. It's right there in the note.
1: I want to sleep with this person. Oh, she wants to sleep with me. I should check this out. Yes. Come on. You missed, you missed the big clue there, Jordan. He's he is I mean, he may be a snappy dresser, but he is still a high school kid.
0: Right, right. Um Greg Blanchard said uh less exchange student racism.
1: Yes, we covered that in some <laughs> some detail in our 16 right. candles podcast. So I most. I
0: give Greg credit though for I mean, that's that's a very very good That's a valid point. Yeah. Malini Frederick said I wouldn't have my sister marry an oily bohunk, even if she is a self-centered bitch. Married, 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 yeah, married, 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 jeez. You know, and that's an interesting point. That whole side story. I mean, did they really need to go into that much detail? I mean, that's got
1: train wreck written all over it. Really, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, if, and if you think about it, it really pulls the, away from the comedy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, future John Hughes movies would not be so scattered as this one was.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, and we talked a little bit about that in the Sixteen Candles podcast. Like, there's all the just the the quickie sound effect drop-ins and things. I was like, come on, you know, you're better than that. He didn't know maybe that
0: he was better than that yet. Oh, there's probably people at home right now too thinking, oh, they're doing a whole show on 16 Candles again. No, we're not. No, (laughs) go back
1: to episode 276 or something. Yeah, yeah. It
0: wasn't that long ago that we did a whole episode. So it's not like say anything where, you know, oh, oh, that was episode six. Now we're doing episode 309. No. So, So here's what I would change, Steve. What would you change? I would let
1: the second grandmother get in the car. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does she get left behind? In the scene where they're all getting into the car to go to the wedding, one of the grandmothers is like, oh, let me in. And the other one's standing outside the car. And she never gets in. She actually, you can see her if you watch, you can see her duck down behind the car and the car pulls out. And then when they pull it, and they're like, oh, there's your Chinaman in the lawn, she's in the car at <laughs> that part. So suddenly, magically, she transports into the car. Uh, just a little continuity. oh my god
0: i didn't i never caught that
1: yeah i'm like wait a minute she doesn't get in she just ducks down it's funny
0: yeah i have nothing to, uh, i would change um one final fan uh, suggestion and it's the one i like most uh andrea greca rigieri rigieri sure <laughs> i'm gonna stick with andrea anyway
1: apologies in advance Andrea. Sorry.
0: um the only thing that i'd possibly change would be switching places with molly ringwald and getting that kiss from jake ryan Oh, that's cute. Let's march on.
1: So, on April 26th, just last month, uh, there was a big to-do in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Uh, They... A crew, a documentary crew, was in Alamogordo to excavate the dump there to see if there was in fact a large cache of Atari twenty six hundred games buried there, including the uh much maligned uh ET cartridge.
0: So had you been following this story at all, Steve? I, I remember when we did the we did a pop culture podcast and that was one of your things that you were kind of obsessed with. Well, it's
1: just an interesting story, and I don't know that you know. Some people called it an urban legend. I don't know that it was really an urban legend because it was pretty well documented that Atari did take a bunch of stuff to Alamogordo and bury it. About a year ago, a group of guys started working on a documentary about the fall of Atari, and they announced that they wanted to go and do a dig there. And it kind of picked up some steam. And I don't know. I I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go to the uh, to see the dig. But I already had a trip planned with my wife for that weekend. We were celebrating our anniversary. And, you know, I'm sorry, 80s nation, (laughs) but, uh, you know, some things are just slightly more important than the nostalgia (laughs) that we share. Uh, Anyway, so Major, I don't know if you listen to any of the Xbox podcasts or if you are involved in any kind of gaming platforms at all, Steve, but Major Nelson of the Xbox, uh, kind of Xbox fame went and they have a podcast where they talk a little bit about it. And it was actually really interesting. I listened to about the first half of the podcast before they started getting into future game titles, which I don't really care about. But uh, they did find some stuff, uh, which was reported all over the press. Um, But there were some kind of Indiana Jones moments in it, too. Like It turns out that the reason, that the the way they knew where to dig was they had the owner of the dump, uh, his wife, had been an avid scrapbooker. And she had all these photos of the when they were burying stuff. And so they were looking at the negatives and trying to figure out where the spot was in the dump to dig. Well, they realized at the last minute... They had the negative flipped, and they were digging in the wrong, wrong spot.
0: Oh, that's classic.
1: <laughs> Which is great. And then I guess you know this. I'm sure this will all make the documentary. But the digger was only you know it's like a skip loader or whatever. It didn't have a big long arm on it. So they were at the absolute extent of the reach of this arm when they finally dug up a you know a, a scoopful of game cartridges. And they found – the pictures I've seen, they they did find ET cartridges. They also found Centipede cartridges and Pac-Man cartridges and all kinds of stuff. So it will be interesting to see when this documentary comes out how much of that is part of the story on the fall of Atari. But uh,
0: I thought that was pretty cool. did, um, Did I read something about the author of the book Ready Player One was there?
1: Yeah, he pulled up. He <laughs> in the podcast they talk about. It, he just comes tearing in in his DeLorean, his time machine DeLorean. He's got a full-size ET stuffed doll in the passenger seat. He's got the gull wings open. Like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic! He
0: has a DeLorean, really? Uh
1: huh. Oh my god! Yeah, I, we, I mean, we need to get him on the podcast. I
0: I started rereading that book um on my last business trip. I love it so much. If you, if you if, out there, if you have not read Ready Player One, you, and you like this podcast, I mean, you're really yeah. missing out. If I you mean, have
1: any, uh, any love for 80s pop
0: culture, wait, what are you doing? listening to the show if you don't. <laughs> yeah, no. I oh, know. just mom. like, uh, <laughs> my mom doesn't listen. She I think my mom listened a,
1: to the first two or three, and she's like, yeah, I don't understand a word of this.
0: Yeah, that's what mine. Were like too. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing stuff, and hopefully one day we'll get them on the show. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we're going to call this one the lightning round because we've got a lot of little tidbits, uh, none of them worth a full uh, five minutes. So... Uh, Number one, there's talk of a Private Benjamin remake. Uh, the 1980 movie that starred Goldie Hawn has been on Hollywood's radar for a while to remake. And for a while, the talk was that Anna Ferris, who would have been perfect for it, was going to uh, reprise Goldie Hawn's role. But now, uh, as I just reported on the blog last week, it's going to be Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yay or nay, Brad? Uh,
1: you know what? I, I say yay. And here's why. Uh, if you're gonna remake something, you need to change it up a little bit. Um, I know that a lot of people are saying, "Well, why doesn't you have Goldie Hawn's daughter play the part? Why don't you have?" I, mean, if, there, I think there's too much similarity there. If you're gonna remake it, you know, throw something different in there. And is Rebel Wilson different? Yes, she's definitely different than Goldie Hawn. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I I'll I'll give it a chance.
0: She's she's definitely a hotter figure right now. Um, right.
1: And you know, she's kind of funny Hollywood. funny in one way all the time. She's funny, maybe it's herself, I don't know, but that role she plays is is funny. So, let's let's
0: see. Up times up. Uh next topic. The Goonies. Uh there's word now that a sequel is a done deal. Um but really no other details other than that. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't believe it. You don't believe it?
1: No, I think it's just. uh, I, 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 as a friend of mine said to me, I think that the announcement, this announcement, is the only product they have. Interesting.
0: Do you think there's really any market for a Goonies uh, sequel? Not a big one. No, I think people kind of like it the way it was. You just don't tamper with it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you could do. That. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Everyone's like, oh,
0: we get the whole original cast back for
1: what? (laughs) I I just, I, I don't think there's a there there.
0: Summer tours. Are there any worth going to this year? Uh, I haven't seen anything that really gets me excited except for a very brief Devo tour, which we won't cover here. <laughs> yeah. I guess anytime time you say Devo, we get mean yeah. emails. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: um, so Journey is touring with um, the Steve Miller Band. Oh, it's Steve it's, Miller Band. Okay. Um, Def Leppard is touring with Kiss. The Go-Go's are also touring. It's a tour called Replay America. If I'm not correct, yeah. And right. who and who are they touring with? Uh, it's the Go Go's, uh,
1: Patty Smythe, Martha Davis, and the Motels. I don't know why they don't just call it the Motels. Uh, Cutting Crew and Naked Eyes. That's not bad.
0: No, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I would see that if they come to Orlando, which they're not.
1: Um, I think they're playing. Um, they're playing the Hard Rock. Hotel and Casino. Oh my god! Oh, no, they're playing Clearwater. They're playing Ruth Eckerd. Oh okay.
0: Well, it's a, I don't know if if a Saturday. We'll see. You want me to uh, fly out? <laughs> <laughs> and also the uh, the regeneration tour is back. It's been rebranded as the f- what the f- it's, retro it's fatura.
1: named after a font. I think.
0: Retro fatura tour, and it features uh, Tom Bailey of Thompson Twins, uh, Midge Ura, Howard Jones, China China Crisis, and Katrina from Katrina and the Waves. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I,
1: I don't know. if they're playing in my backyard. I'd go out and hear them. I, I don't know. This is this could be good, or it could be extraordinarily mediocre. And you I know, fear m- when you get to that many bands on the set on the on the show list, I fear that the sets are so short that you just don't get much.
0: I, I read an interview to, uh, that Tom Bailey gave to. Um, um, classic pop magazine in the UK, which is, by the way, an amazing magazine. And he basically said he was talking about all the songs he was going to have on the set list. He's like, "Well, there's some songs we can't do," and um, like um, "lay your hands on me." I think was one of them. Huh. and He's like, "No, no, we're not going to do that song." I'm like, "How do you not do that song?" I mean, yeah. imme- immediately, immediately, it makes me uh not want to see. That. Question the yeah, yeah yeah.
1: I mean, I'd love to see Howard Jones.
0: You've seen him uh, though, haven't you? I have
1: not. I have not.
0: Oh, he's worth it. I mean he's he might be worth the ticket alone. Yeah. You know what else is worth the ticket alone? The, the Saggies. Why, if it isn't time for Rear Mailbag, my old friend. Kirk, you're still alive, my old friend. Uh we actually have <laughs> only one uh email this week. It's from Angelic in Croatia. And I'm going to let Brad read it. Okay, here we
1: go. Hello, Stuck in the 80s Nation. Steve, Brad, Jeff, Drew. You can even call Sean for help. I have one task for you to do. And I wouldn't dare you if I had any doubt you can pull it off. I'm not suggesting topics like other fans. I'm suggesting a method to create. Make one podcast not using computers or benefits of modern technology, especially created after 1990. Of course, there's some boundaries, but here's the basic concept can't use computers or the internet to download any information on the topic you choose to cover. You can't watch DVDs or listen to CDs. Now, that's shenanigans because CDs came out in the early 80s. Maybe not okay. These are his rules. They're his rules. Let's read through them. Uh, You can't watch DVDs or listen to CDs. You have to get real VCRs and VHS tapes because that's going to be a challenge or vinyl and a uh, turntable. Tape and cassette players are okay. If nobody has them, you should just buy them somewhere. Oh, thanks, Angelic. Are you gonna? Do we get an expense account for that? Uh, no YouTube used to see videos. Only if somebody has a VHS tape. eBay's out of the question. Only local ads and papers, yeah. or wait for some TV channel to play it. If you have patience and luck. Uh, everything has to be recorded and edited on old school tape with real tape editing, even if it sounds horrible in the end. Are you besmirching my edit abilities?
0: Um,
1: you can't use Skype to record your podcast conversation. You have to cable connect fixed line into some mixer if you want to make conference recordings. And if you don't have a phone with a, with a wire, like a cabled phone. A wire, now, this is ridiculous too. Cord, cordless phones were everywhere in the 80s. But okay. Uh, if you don't have a, a, a wired phone, which I do for emergencies, for earthquakes, uh, you have to use some public phone. Only the final tape of the complete show can be recorded into one MP3 file and uploaded to the web. But just to make sure you're taking it seriously, you also have to make 10 tape copies, like real mixtapes, with handwritten artwork, and give them out as souvenir presents to podcast fans. My request slash dare is a result of you sometimes being so sleazy nostalgic. Stuck in Croatia, stuck with you, stuck in the 80s, and Delko Preradovic. And the translation of his name in English is Angelic. That's his, he opens his letter with that. Angelic, I'll give you a very short answer to your request. Hell no. Not a chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's just just not happening for so many reasons. It's a great idea. When I first started reading I'm like, I I can maybe do that. And then I started, but then literally, there's not one thing that I think we could execute not one single thing.
1: Well, I know that I mean the, I know that I could arrange the technology for us to record a show over landline phones, but it would cost me a ton of money to hook that up and get the the phone bridges and a,
0: you know, no. no. <laughs> I don't I don't have um it's a bridge too far. I don't I mean my my of course I have cable TV, but they had cable TV in the 80s, so
1: Yeah, we could could talk because I have a satellite TV.
0: Right, so you couldn't watch your TV, but I could watch mine. And theoretically, like if Breakfast Club came on or something like that, which not too out of the question. So that that that's doable. But um, here's my favorite part: is um, you know, uh, eBay's out of the question. Only local local ads ads in the papers. papers.
1: (laughs) So I guess I can't put it on Craigslist. Oh my god. Bad. There's anyway, no way. There's this, no this, way. This is this is a little reminiscent of the this is another story we could have talked about today it was the family that was living as though it was 1986 that oh yeah. I don't number one I don't know why that got as much publicity as it did and then number two they stopped and it got as much publicity <laughs> all over again. I'm like, yeah, it's really hard to pretend you're I mean, you have to go live with the Amish if you want to do that.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You
1: need a community that's doing the same thing to support you. Cause otherwise, we- you're just completely out of the mainstream.
0: We, 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 admit we admire your enthusiasm, Angelic, but there's just absolutely no way we can pull that off. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If
1: I hit the lottery and we have you know, millions of dollars to flush down the toilet, then we'll take a
0: crack at <laughs> That's that. what it would be, too. As always, we, we do always really seriously consider your ideas for, for shows um, or any kind of email. Just send them to sit80s at gmail.com.
1: What's up? happening hot stuff
0: ah, by the sound of the gong it must be time for mystery movie moment wait what's this tell me again about this mystery <laughs> how does this work we have to go all the way back to episode 304 oh to hear God. the last time we did this which i think was like early march maybe yeah, late february <laughs> late february yeah. anyway um, we'll play a snippet of a of a movie from the 80s and if you can get it right we'll read your name on the show uh sometimes we'll have prizes for you uh, we don't this week Anyway, relief that we finally got back to you. It took me forever to find out what the clips were. <laughs> if, and, and I do apologize in advance if if you sent in uh, a correct answer and we don't read your name because literally I was climbing through emails from three months ago to figure this one out. So pay attention. Here was the clip from our last show. See, that's
1: all I really want to do, Billy Boy.
0: I want to leap off this pier and fly high.
1: Clouds. And at night, with the moon full and the sea wild, I'd meet my lover high in a cliff, and we we'd swoop down into the ocean and swim all the way and touch the bottom up through the dark water and break the surface,
0: and then we fly to Jamaica for pina coladas. That's stealing home with jody Foster and Mark Harmon. And I think I played that one because I think I think that might have been the Harold Ramis. I, yeah, uh, it was. And sure. he's in that movie, so that's why I used that. So you have to you have to go all the way back to remember that Harold Remus is dead. That's
1: that's a hell of a callback <laughs>
0: right there. I know it's like uh, well, yeah, I don't even think of that as being an eighties movie, but it is. So yeah. uh, a few people remembered it. Uh, Brad read the winners. Okay, here
1: we go. Winners this week include P.J. Vir P.J. Very P.J. Vareccia. Let's go with that. Uh, sorry, P.J. Uh, Eric in Alpharetta, Georgia. Chad Ledoux and Chris in Cincinnati.
0: Pay attention. Here's this week's magical clip.
1: I'm Edward Kimberly, the reckless brother of my sister, Anthony. <laughs> Holy <Christ.
0: laughs> It's a Edward
1: Kimberly. Magical
0: clip. <laughs> did I just, did I just uh, say magical? Me. You sure as hell did. It's supposed to be mystical. Is it mystical? Mystery? What Mystery. am I supposed to say? Jeez. Uh, I don't know. One of those, you know what it is I'm sleepy, what can I say, it's been so long since we did a podcast uh, You know the drill uh, Email us at sit80s At, at gmail.com and tune next week To find out if you're a wiener Or you know, next six or eight podcasts We'll get to it
1: <laughs>
0: Ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune The original segi, the one that we could never forget um, Again, we'll play a snippet From a song from the 80s uh, if you get it right, email us and glory is yours. Pay attention. Here's the clip from sh- from episode 304 back in 1976. That's "World Where You Live" by Crowded House. So, what are the Finn brothers up to these days? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. That would be something I should really have looked up before we use this as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw them in concert a few years ago in uh, Clearwater. When oh yeah, they were amazing. Yeah, it's just I, one. It's just one Finn now.
1: It's just oh uh, really?
0: So they don't. They're not still together anymore. They don't, but
1: they don't talk to each other no more.
0: I guess not. Anyway, we had what three winners. Yes, there had to be more. Did. More people got this. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving names off. I apologize. Uh, the entire country of New
1: Zealand got that one. Um, Phil from Adelaide, Dr. Dim, and John in Phoenix.
0: Pay attention. <laughs> is it magical? Mystery? What am I saying? Mystery? Uh, Pay so- attention. <laughs> here, is a, <laughs> here is a musical clip. If you know it, uh, you know, actually, we have three email addresses SIT80s at gmail.com, Steve in the 80s at gmail.com, and the underused Brad in the 80s at gmail.com. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Ah, PPTMN. Wow. This is, this is, we're going deep into Seggy land. No, we're not going to. We're not pulling out every Seggy this this, this week, but here's the what makes one. cry. No. I missed that one. I miss that one a lot. Well, send, um, you guys send them in. We'll, 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 we'll see what we can do. Does remember that one? What makes me really cry? You have to come up with some sort of thing from the 80s that you know will make me cry. I don't know. My heart's pretty black these days. Salted meat. <laughs> salted, <laughs> salted meat is what my heart is or will that make no, me cry? No, that's what would make you cry. I do love me some salted meat. Um, yeah, send those ideas too because we have not done one of those in a long time.
1: You know, the other one that we haven't done in a while, which is kind of a new one, was Stuck and Stuck in the 80s. Yeah,
0: Stuck and Stuck in the If you have a favorite story from Stuck in the 80s, yeah, yeah. send us that. Well, we, want to, we want to revive all our old chestnuts. I just like to
1: use that sound, the sound effect. The,
0: oh, yeah, the harp. Harp up and harp down. I have them saved on my computer. Hey, Brad, you want to read this one? It's from Gale in D.C. Nothing would please me more, Stephen Q. Spears. Gale in D.C.
1: People. writes, Hi, Stephen, Brad. Next week, I'm going to see my favorite artist of the 80s and of all time, Sting, perform with Paul Simon here in D.C. Unlike Steve, I'm a huge police fan and have seen them and Sting in concert many times. I'm very excited about this show. I love Paul Simon, too, and I'm excited to see how they reinterpret and augment each other's work. My PPTMN question for you is, if you could see two artists from the 80s tour together, who would they be? They can be solo artists or members of a band, but I'm really asking about which two artists you'd like to see on a stage together today. Hmm. That's a really good question. Number one, you're not a, you don't like the
0: police. Have we covered this? Uh, I yeah. How is it that I can even talk to you? I don't. I, it's not that I don't li- like them. Or, or I don't hate them. I just I don't know.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: You know what's what's funny? Go back and listen to the Police podcast I, from like I will, I will. a billion years ago, and I think I sit there and talk about how. You know, there's a couple songs. They're okay. I think they're a little over-appreciated. My son,
1: my 15-year-old son, has really gotten into the police lately. And I think, actually, I don't know if you remember this, I, I wrote you guys a, a PPTMN question long ago about are there artists that you've broken up with and, oh, what, yeah. and my example was Sting. Like I just, like I didn't get the solo stuff anymore. But my son has started listening to the Police and the Sting Sting solo stuff. Like you know what, this isn't as bad as I remember not liking it when I stopped liking it. So I'm kind of I, kind I of like, back on that.
0: I think at the time I said, and I maintain today, it's it's still true. Um, I do like Sting and his solo stuff.
1: And I, uh, I saw him two or three times
0: solo. I've never seen the Police, but. Yeah, I've anyway. seen Sting twice at least. So, um, okay, to answer the question, you know, immediately what jumps to mind is Steve Perry and Dennis DeYoung. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I want to blow it on that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, we were just talking about it, but I'm thinking um, this is going totally into the electronic side, but what about Howard Jones and um, Thomas Dolby?
0: Ooh. Ooh, that does sound good. That I could get into could that. Uh, or
1: and then you start thinking well should i mix should i mix genres a little bit like should i take like the fix and then someone that's a little more rockin you know that's more guitar
0: driven I, I don't no, know no i th- i think you keep the genres do you, together do you want to try and kind of keep them you keep them you know, together so you'd put like um maybe kiss and mötley crue or that which would I be would, interesting which i wouldn't want to see but i'm just saying yeah
1: it would be interesting i wouldn't um I, i'd want to yeah i'd want to see the police report afterwards but Yes.
0: simple minds with U two. <laughs> I'm trying to oh, think of bands that would are be similar. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. You know, it would be interesting if
0: you could get if you got Bono
1: away from U two. Would he be? Would he still be? You know, Showtime Bono, or would you get some of
0: you know like the guy? I don't know. You talking about bands I broke up with. U two is way yeah. up there on the list. I know. I know. Um, now nah, I'm going to stick with uh, just just for the. Uh, just for the weirdness of it, I'm going to stick with Steve Perry and, and Dennis DeYoung. I think that that's a great combo, <laughs> and
1: and I you know I, I like my uh, my Dolby uh,
0: Dolby yeah. Jones. I would go see either one of those. I would see sure. that.
1: I would take good money to see that. Um,
0: sure. And if you have a PPTMN question for us, um, email us. You know the addresses, but but just put PPTMN in the subject line. We'll be right back after this commercial break.
1: Search presents The Encounter. You never know when you're going to wind up face-to-face with someone. With certs, you're always ready. Herbert! I think I was here first. Well, um, let's share the ride. Only certs has a great taste, plus a glistening drop of Retson,
0: and a fresh, clean flavor to get your breath fresh enough to go face-to-face. Where are you going? Wherever you are. Surtz, for breath that's face-to-face fresh, and now new sugar-free certs. We're back, and we have just a few more minutes. Uh, We want to go over some other notable 30th anniversaries with movies um, that happened in May and June. And I'm going to read these off, and then I'm going to ask – and with each one, Brad, I'm going to ask you which ones of these, if any, should be um, the focus of a single podcast.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay.
0: You ready? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Bounty with Mel Gibson. (laughs) No. No. I, but it's a
1: good movie though, right? It is a good movie. I just – I can't talk about that for 40 minutes. <laughs> so they're on this boat, you see. Have <laughs> you ever been on a boat? Have you ever played Assassin's Creed 4?
0: <laughs> I did, I, did, I don't even think of that as being an 80s movie, but yeah, there it is. Um, um Hey, by the way, you know, weird thing. The, the boat that they use in that movie, the Bounty, the remake from uh-huh. 1984 – it used to be docked in Saint Petersburg, in downtown oh, yeah? Saint Petersburg. Do they used it
1: during the Pirate Week thing.
0: No, no, they say a, there's a whole, a, a, a much lesser ship that they use for that. Okay. But it, it was there, and they actually filmed a porn movie on it once. Oh, called Pirates. Yeah, man. Uh, which I have a copy of, in which I think I gave to. Which you're an extra in. No, but I think I gave it to, <laughs> to Daly when he was one of the times when he was broken up with his teenage girlfriend. He needed some uh, relief, and so I said, "Well, here, I, this is all I can <laughs> do to help you." <laughs> It's like, gave him yeah, pirates. You don't
1: have the internet at home. You're kind of, you know. So,
0: but we're, from where he lives, he can actually look out and see where the boat used to be docked. It actually sank um, last year, or the year before, it sank in a hurricane oh, off gosh. of uh, North Carolina, anyway. Oh, that's, that's see, there, there's your whole podcast right I, there. I'm going
1: to tell you, we don't need to do a podcast now. We know
0: it all. <laughs> uh, next on the list, The Natural with Robert Redford. Uh, maybe. Maybe. We sort of covered that when we did baseball in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. There's
1: a lot going on there, but um, I don't know.
0: Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Absolutely. Its own podcast just for that one. Well,
1: you know what? Not so much from the movie, but from what came out af- of the movie. I mean, this is the movie that, that kicked off PG-13. So and maybe uh, that's maybe I just covered it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> once again. Here we go. Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, no. No. Uh, again, filmed in St. Petersburg, partially. The Don Cesar Hotel in St. Pete Beach. Um, Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, it's an odd numbered Star Trek movie.
0: Oddly enough, also filmed in St. Pete.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How did you build this list, anyways, dude?
0: It's not. Uh, This next one was actually its own podcast. Yeah, I was going to say Streets of Fire. It's a trick question. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm still surprised. Of all the things, we've done a podcast on Streets of Fire, but not one on Fletch. Yeah, well, we're we're an odd duck, this podcast. We've done a s- podcast on Streets of Fire, but not one on the next movie on the list. I can't believe we haven't done a Ghostbusters show. We need to Ghostbusters. do Ghostbusters. A- Ghostbusters is a big yes. Yeah, on June 8th it turns 30 years old. That's, that makes me feel very old. On the very same day, Gremlins turns thirty years old.
1: Oh. Um, Gremlins
0: I and th- Ghostbusters. I think you could do a Gremlin show. I think I have it. I think we do it as our Christmas show this year. Oh perfect. And then the last one from the next two months, and amazingly enough, still never been a podcast to itself, the Karate Kid. Well, you know, I love the Karate Kid. Yeah, that's gonna be its own podcast. I look forward to that one. The music alone, I look forward yeah, to. Yeah, it. yeah, there's a song by Banana Rama in there. Maybe you've heard no. it. No, <laughs> we're not ending this. We're not ending this podcast with Cruel Summer. Oh, I hope. Yes, not. we are. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we are. Don't do it. It, it has been it's, it has been a cruel summer already here. So uh, we're sorry we we've had so few shows, but uh, hopefully this is a little t- a tidbit, a, l- a little yeah, wafer, a wafer thin mint, you know, if you will.
1: <laughs> you know what just occurs to me? We haven't done any of we haven't done any albums turning thirty shows this year either. No, no, we are we, we we, pretty busy with the March stuff.
0: I swear to God, like once um, I've and got then we had a huge...
1: podcast hangover.
0: <laughs> well, I got this huge business trip coming up that I have to do in June. Um, it's like twelve days long down to Dominican Republic, and um, once that's over with, then I swear to God, we will we'll, we'll, we will just shower you with podcasts and other assorted fun stuff. So, <laughs> in the meantime, it's a cruel summer indeed, and that's why Brad and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s.
1: In the 80s is a class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly.